Hi, I'm Ashley Humphrey, the worship director and women's ministry leader at Renovation Church Greenville. And today I have the privilege of speaking about the birth of Jesus being foretold. These stories surrounding Christmas and surrounding the birth of Jesus, especially if you've been hearing them since you were a child, can really become monotonous. And I pray that new aspects and colors would be painted through today's podcast as we take a brief dive into this scripture. So let's dive in. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38 today. And starting in verse 26, Luke says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. In unpacking this a bit, the beginning of this passage talks about an angel being sent to a virgin named Mary. That same angel visited Zechariah to announce that he and Elizabeth will have a child, and this angel is now visiting Mary. The visitation by Gabriel to Mary happening in the New Testament really sets into motion the fulfillment of a prophecy that was prophesied hundreds of years prior to this in the book of Isaiah. This prophecy in Isaiah was that a virgin would conceive a child and give birth to him and that he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. There is so much richness and weaving done in this passage with that prophecy now being fulfilled. Now, if we dissect this story a bit more, we take a look at Mary. She's talked about a good bit in the events surrounding Christmas as a young girl, and we mostly know that she must have been special to be called for such a time as this one. If we look at some of the socioeconomic facts around this time frame, Mary's actually the bottom of the rung of the social ladder. I think of the verse in 1 Corinthians coming to life in this about God choosing the weak things of the world to shame the strong. She was poor, she was a female, and she was young. Even the location this takes place in, Galilee, was also on the wrong side of the tracks, socially speaking. It really was the sticks in that time frame. So just like God does, he chooses the unexpected person and unexpected place to fulfill his plans, which I love about him. What a freeing reminder in this look at Mary's life that God doesn't look at our earthly resume to determine our spiritual worth. That Mary will have a son not because she is able, but because God is able. Let's look at the last bit of the passage, and it says, So then the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. That word favored for Mary is actually a Greek word that is usually translated for the word grace. The privilege placed on Mary by being asked to carry God's son was not a reward for her purity or righteousness, even though we really could look and believe from scripture that she was both of those things, but it was a gift of God's grace. So <clears throat> replacing that phrase highly favored with the translation could read, greetings you who have been given immense grace. From a parenting perspective, I'm so constantly convicted by my moments of not giving grace to my kids. While there's always a balance, there are so many times that I'll answer their requests with a, you didn't earn that, or I'll mutter to my husband, they don't need that, they've acted horribly today. Again, there's a balance to all of it, but one day years ago, the Lord pressed on my heart that I've forgotten to be a vessel with His grace to my kids, the grace that I've received. One day, I was convicted to give something to one of my kids that wasn't earned at all the exact opposite actually, and to then use that gift as a conversation about the Lord's grace. So I did that. It was surprising to my son, and then we had a great conversation about grace not being earned. 
I have no idea if the principle actually stuck with my child, but it stuck with me. Grace is a gift, and if we needed to earn it to receive it, we'd be parched of having grace for the majority of our lives, truly. So Mary is highly favored and is chosen from a place of grace and not her works. The last part of this scripture, the Lord is with you, is so rich and important to me. At this point, the angel Gabriel hasn't even told Mary she's pregnant yet, but prioritized letting her know that the Lord is with her. It's almost as if that's the only thing she really needs to know. I can get so wrapped up in my details, plans, what's next, and those five words really struck me. The Lord is with you, because He is. He is Emmanuel. We don't walk this life alone, and we aren't asked to give our yes without knowing He will fulfill what He has begun in us. He is our helper, our counselor, protector, our teacher. And this story is an immense example of God preparing a way for us and going before us, Mary in this example, for what He's called her to do. He even sent an angel to comfort Joseph as he wondered what to do next with Mary becoming pregnant and not being married to him. God works on our behalf when we don't know he's working and moving ahead to make a way. I pray as we continue to unpack these scriptures surrounding Christmas and Jesus' birth that we can keep from glazing over God's word in this season. We can so easily sit on the surface and there's so much to taste and see in these scriptures. As we move forward, I pray we can know first and above all that the Lord is with us and that everything else would operate under that truth. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you'll come and listen back tomorrow. Merry Christmas.